Hello, friends. Welcome to another podcast. My name is Dr. Jason Wiggins, and I am your Generation Z and Millennial Expert. Happy Monday. Welcome to Monday. I hope everybody's having a terrific Monday. Today's date is December 14th. 2020 and this is episode number 71 if you haven't had a chance i did have a podcast on friday which was episode 70 so please feel free to review that one if you haven't had a chance today we're going to talk about shortcomings and failures and 10 ways that as leaders we can help prevent shortcomings and failures in our leadership style I'd like to first start off today's podcast by talking about my shortcomings or failures. As I was taping the podcast previously here, just a few minutes ago, I had about 10 minutes into the podcast and the recording just stopped. It was a great podcast, I believe, but then the recording just stopped. Therefore, my shortcoming today was I had technological challenges and I think it was just because I had used too much memory on the computer. So for any of us that have had computer issues, I think that would classify it as a shortcoming more so than a failure. But no, to no further ado, let's go ahead and get started. We have all had shortcomings and failures in our life. I can say... I have had more shares of failures than I can count. And a lot of times they say that for every one success you have, you'll fail nine times to get there. Remember, for a great baseball hitter, they can fail seven out of ten times and still be considered a great hitter. Now in leadership, I don't think as Gen Z and millennial leaders or employees, we can fail seven out of 10 times and be successful. That is just something that is a rarity. And I think baseball is the only thing that where you can fail that many times and still be successful in life. If you're married, if you fail out of seven out of 10 times, you're probably not going to be married. If you're working at a job and you fail seven out of 10 times, You're going to be out of a job. Today, I really want to talk about the 10 most common leadership shortcomings and how to resolve them. And this will only help you as a leader, or even if you're not in a leadership position right now currently, it may give you the opportunity to be in a leadership position in the future. So it's important to be aware of these 10 common leadership shortcomings. The first shortcoming would be considering the lack of energy and enthusiasm. Well, if you've listened to my podcast long enough, you probably figured out that I may fail at a lot of stuff, but lacking of energy and enthusiasm is not one of them. If you do your job just because you have to, it feels like this is something you should do rather than what you would like to do. Then it just drains your energy and bogs you down. Think about your leadership style. If you are a leader mainly because you are attracted to the status, 
the power and the money, then you will lack the necessary enthusiasm. I could point to an example in my lifetime where I wanted to be a police officer in my early 20s, not because I wanted to necessarily help people at that time when I was that age. It was because I wanted the status. I wanted to be like, hey, I'm a police officer. Well, guess what? I didn't. I lacked the enthusiasm. I lacked the energy. And therefore, I was not successful as a police officer. I was not good at my job. And I eventually changed careers. Your heart, if it's not connected, it's just an economic and rational activity. The activity is not fueled by your enthusiasm. If you do work, which you love, you'll never work a day in your life. You'll have passion. It'll give you energy. And of course, people will clearly notice the difference if you're faking your enthusiasm. So you have to look in the mirror and see whether you really love what you're doing. And that is paramount to your success. Number two of the 10 top leadership shortcomings is accept your own mediocre performance. When leaders accept their own mediocre performance, that is a serious concern when you're lacking what you want to do. Because if you only give minimal performance, you will achieve minimal results. You don't have time or energy left to check the quality of your performance. So mostly time is more important than quality. It would be a good to take a different perspective, to stand back and see what you really are doing. Is this the results that I expect from my employees? I like. I believe that I subscribe to the personal personal adage that inspect what you expect. So if I if I think I'm going to provide mediocre results, then that's probably what I'm going to expect from my employees. You have to put in the extra time to increase the quality. Uh, number four, number four of the top ten leadership shortcomings is leaders that have poor judgment. You have to have good judgment. You need clear and clean intellect. It means you have to pay attention to getting enough recs, rest, relaxation. Sometimes it's great to meditate. You will improve your energy, your clarity, and your intellect. Number four, lacking clear vision and direction. Have you ever worked for a boss that just kind of goes through the motions, doesn't seem like they really have a sort of directions, sort of uh, clear way, path of where they're going? Well, think of this. It's one of my favorite parts of Alice in the Wonderland. So any of you Alice in the Wonderland fans out there, she comes to this junction and asks the people which direction to take. They answer, well, that depends on where you want to go. She says she doesn't know. And <laughs> they reply, then that any direction will be the right direction. If you don't know where you're going to go, how can you expect to lead your team to that same direction? The vision is not something the leader has to develop on his or own. On the contrary, it is very motivating exercise to, to involve all the employees from all levels of the organization. They will make sure that many different perspectives are taken into consideration. At the same time, they will really support the vision. 
because they're part of it, because they contributed to the vision themselves. Sometimes when you expect your employees to really branch out and be successful, guess what? Sometimes they will surprise you and actually go the distance. Number five, it's a problem when leaders don't collaborate. It might be an old habit that as a leader, you have to do all the things by yourself. Well, this day and age, nobody can do everything themselves. People have to realize that as leaders, you have to have self-confidence to admit that you don't have all the answers. People expect you to be vulnerable, open, and of course, be a team player. And as a leader, you'll be amazed how positively people will react when you open up and you show them that you have vulnerability. Number seven, excuse me, number six, resist new ideas. Leaders that just don't get out of their comfort zone and resist new ideas, that means they are ultimately resistant to change. The fear of the unknown, the fear of failure will prevent change. New ideas need to be uh, extrapolated, stimulated. If you feel uncomfortable, you might want to consider finding a path that suits you or maybe even hire a professional coach to help you find your way. But you need to listen to ideas and develop ways to create these ideas and make them through the idea of change being inevitable, change being good. Number seven, number seven is a very good one because if you don't follow the standards they set for others. So as a leader, you have to follow the same standards you set for others. My dad, when I'm growing up, he would say, he would say, don't do as I do, do as I say. Nobody will have any respect for a leadership position if you you do that kind of, if you say, don't do as I do, do as I say, that is not going to work. They will follow your behavior. So it's crucial to practice what you preach. Show the right example. People will look up to you when you do that. Do the right thing and people will follow. Number eight, people or leaders that don't learn from their mistake. The saying is, if you do what you did, you'll get what you got. So you have got to learn from your failures and change your approach. Today's society has become so complex that nobody has the answers for as fast pace as the world we're living in. Sometimes that answer will change five minutes from now than it was five minutes ago. So you, if you're going to learn from your mistakes, you have to change your action. Number nine, inter-emotional skills are extremely important. Emotional intelligence is important. Any business where any business is a people business. So you have to be good in working, collaborating, and communicating with others. Daniel Coleman introduced the essential emotional intelligence. These interpersonal skills can be learned through training. Also, as we mentioned before, a coach can help you dig deep, take that personal revelation, and find a way to 
get on the same level as somebody else. Because if people can't connect with you, if you're not connected with me via the podcast, you're probably going to turn me off. I hope I'm connecting. I hope it doesn't seem like I'm yelling. I'm just passionate. I'm excited. So I hope there's no inner inner uh, concern about how I feel about the way I'm communicating to you. Number 10, when leaders fail to develop others. I subscribe to the old adage, hire people smarter than you. Because when you hire people that are smarter than you, it will help rise you up as an organization, as a leader. I like to always say that my job is to make my boss look good. And why do I mean by that? Because if I make my boss look good, that means I'm doing my job. And if I'm doing my job, that will open up opportunities to be able to be promoted and find myself in a promotable situation. However, to be promoted, you have to also develop people around you. When you don't develop people to grow, they will do two things. They will either wallow in mediocrity or they will leave to another organization that will help develop them, that will help promote them, that will help take them to the next level. As leaders, it is our job to make sure that we take them to the next level. When you're successful in any sports, any coach will tell you, it's not what I do, it's what my players do. The winning is a byproduct of what they do. But a byproduct of what they do is how you develop them as a leader. Every leader has shortcoming. That's not the problem. You just have to have the guts to face them, accept them, and be open to learning and changing yourself. As millennials and Generation Z employees, leaders, or aspiring leaders within organizations, we have the calling to make sure that we don't accept failures, we don't accept shortcomings, we accept growth. And these 10 leadership shortcomings, the most common leadership shortcomings and how to resolve them are, are excellent. So if you, if you skipped a few or you weren't sure, please go ahead and review the podcast again. But I want to thank everybody for their continued listenership. We appreciate your support. And I look forward to talking to you again on the next podcast, which is Tuesday, December 15th. We have 10 shopping days till Christmas. So if you've got started, you've finished, congratulations. I wish I was you. For those that are just like me and you have not finished or you barely started or you're just getting your Christmas cards out, then it's okay. You still have some time. Procrastination is not a key to success, but at the holidays, it can be understandable, especially in 2020 and the crazy times we're in now. I want to thank everybody. If you want to check me out via my website, which will also give you contact information for the show, is genzandmillennialexpert.com, or I can be reached via my website, website or my email which is jason at jwigginsconsulting.com thank you friends morning noon 
or evening. Be safe. Take care. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye.